Hey everyone, welcome to Final Rose tonight. We did it. We made it to the end. Yay! So now we have Clayton and Susie together. Do you think they're going to make it? I do not know. I'm sort of shocked by them getting back together. What was so shocking for you? Which part? Well, just because she was so genuine and eloquent and she seemed like she really was over him. You're not my person. Goodbye. And then she just, you know, it was strange. Here's what was strange about it. And we've seen bachelors pick someone and then change their mind and go with someone else. So this sort of falls into that category. So like Jason Mesnick or Ari, whatever his name was, they had someone, but then they changed their mind. But I feel like we saw a little bit of the process. Like certainly with Ari, we saw that whole situation with Becca in the hotel. It was long and excruciating. It was really painful but, and so sad. Yes. So sad and painful. And by the time he, they actually broke up, you at least felt like you were there for part of the journey. This was just so sudden to me. She leaves Iceland. They're not together. She not looking like she's having second. She doesn't seem like she's having second thoughts to me at all. And then lo and behold, very soon after she obviously had some kind of second thoughts, but we don't see any of it. We just see the, um, after the final rose where she just shows up and now they're happily together and he's her boyfriend. It just was such a quick leap. I, I couldn't buy into it. Yeah. So I guess the question is, did she, because everything she said to him in that last scene, and we'll get to all this later, but everything she said to him in the last scene was, you know, I really believe you're this wonderful person. I really do believe we had a connection. I have a genuine love for you. You, you know, have this unconditional love and you're ready for all of this. I am not where you are. So I guess the question is, if you think about how he was very quick to say, hold on a second, after Susie left the first time, mm -hmm. hold on a second, like, this is my person and like had this snap realization mm -hmm. that maybe this is who I want to be with, not even maybe. And then he like immediately cast the other two aside. Do you think Susie left and was like, hold on a second? Like, was mm -hmm. it a similar aha moment? Like, hold on, I can't lose this. I did hear them being interviewed on another podcast and they talked about this because they asked the question, how long was it after you left Iceland before the two of you reconnected? And she said, actually, I left Iceland. I got my phone. I called my parents and I immediately slid into his DMs, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> and he said it took him a minute because he's flipping through his DMs. Nobody really know, knows what's going on at this point. And he sees her name and he's like, this has to be a joke. Like, this has to be some fake account who's trying to get to me. And sure enough, he was able to verify that it was hers. And then he's, they said they talked five hours a day for many, many days. And after quite a while, they were like, all right, we need to see each other. So maybe that was the process and they didn't want to put it on camera. I don't know. Well, the entire bachelor process of meeting someone and fantasy suites and meeting the parents and the whole, you know, rigmarole is just hilarious and unbelievable. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's not all so, authentic? so unrealistic. And by the end, I heard someone say, uh, Becca Kofferin on her podcast said, by the end, when you get engaged, you've talked to the, you've been with the person for maybe 48 hours, you know, right. all, in, you know, all added up. So, you know, I'm glad to hear they had these long conversations because they couldn't possibly have spent that much time together before that. Yeah, so, I agree. It just seems so sudden. 
I don't know. There's been other instances where like Chris Harrison went to Auburn to find oh, Madison. It? Yeah. I mean, you kind of like saw the conversation and give them another chance. And I don't know. I don't, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to justify why it seems so weird to me. Um, I just, you don't need to justify it. It is weird. Well, I'm trying to explain so, it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know if it's going to last. Hopefully it will. They're cute together. I hope so. They really are cute together. I really hope it works out. I guess we'll see. Hopefully this wasn't some like producer baked, you know, let's get more drama and more eyeballs on the whole thing. <laughs> I'm so happy this is over. It has been quite the journey, but uh, let's back up and talk about this. Yes. You know, two night extravaganza it was exhausting. Although I did cry many times. I'm not going to lie. It's very emotional. I um, cried because it was so long. <laughs> it was like long. a whole nother night. <laughs> More of this. I know I was thinking about that. If they didn't have all the live stuff, like that could have been done in one night. Oh my gosh. I think. I mean, some of the live stuff was useful. It was. Um, it was useful. It was very drawn out, especially since last week was four hours as well. Right. Exactly. But, you know, this is what they want. Hopefully they got some ratings out of it. We'll see. And my kids learned how to make their own dinner. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Life okay. happens. Mom's doing the podcast. All right. So we start out Clayton's at church. By the way, this whole setup with like the choir in the background and so much drama I literally wrote down in my notes, I think he's going to win a Razzie for, for worst acting. And this is a theme I feel like throughout most of the last bunch of episodes is he cries, but there's no tears. It yeah. looks fake. I don't know. Do you feel like it was real? Was he really conflicted no. and emotional? No. And did he show up at the church and they just happened to be performing right then and there? I don't know. A part of me feels like he went back to film that like months later. Right. So like, all right, we need another scene that shows you, you know, all full of Looking drama. pensive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's not winning any fashion awards either. I just wanted to. Okay. Just... Those coats are like the size of my coat. Like, yes, really? Yes. And the one with that fake fur that was like halo, his head was like in a halo. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Know. In addition to whatever comes next for him, he needs a stylist. All right. So. He's chatting with Jesse. Jesse, by the way, has nothing to add. He just, you know, and, and he asked him, you know, what did you interpret when Susie told you and all the girls told you to explore these re relationships fully? How did you interpret that? And he was like, fully. And I think it even <laughs> came up with Gabby later. Like, what did you think I meant by that? Right. And so, but then again, I think you had a really great, great quote from Twitter that sort of encapsulated the whole thing. The whole, this just is the entire issue of all the whole situation the clayton susie thing is a glorious example of one person living by bachelor rules and the other person living in the real world an unsolvable conflict and that was somebody named andrew gudadoro and what a great quote because that's so exactly true. what we have yeah you've got one person like everybody who watches the bachelor knows you sleep everybody sleeps with everybody in the fantasy suites you don't tell anybody about it, but everybody knows that you do that. And she has a great moral compass and I totally respect where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. What I appreciated about her is he could, she could also see where he was coming from. And she talked right. about that in the interview. Like I have my side, I could totally understand his side and said like the people who can see both sides are the ones I appreciate the most. Like nobody's wrong or right in that situation. Everybody's got their view. Side. Exactly. Yeah. I completely can understand where she was coming from. I mean, that, that's how it would be in the real world. I really want to be dating someone, contemplating marriage, if they were sleeping with two other people. Yeah, no, exactly. I So right before the rose ceremony uh, mm -hmm. on the first night, 
you know, Clayton's talking to Jesse and like very convinced he want them. He wants to tell them everything and be transparent and then see how they could move forward and said, knowing tonight, like this could be the mm -hmm. end of everything. And Jesse said, what if they hear all that and decide to stick it out? I was like, okay, that's a great question, but why aren't you talking him out of it? Exactly. That's crazy. I didn't understand like how are you, unless this was again, like a producer setup or something. How can you sit there and listen to this guy? You know, it's going to be a train wreck and you just let it happen. But I guess that's his job, right? It's facilitating, not directing. He was no help from start to finish. <laughs> Zero. Oh my gosh. So we get to the row ceremony, by the way, that was the most gorgeous setting and i know we've seen it a million times like i don't were they in a museum or a theater what was that i don't know they found some place i would say in iceland that had the best like echoes you could <laughs> so the no and you could hear the crying and the oh god that was well, the worst part of it i'm so jaded lisa now after watching this whole season i feel like everything is producer driven involved they're involved in some i i think that Rachel was like on a loop. Her, <laughs> they turned the volume up and just kept playing it over. And over. Oh, I know. It I was, don't know if that's true. But. Well, it could be. It was so heartbreaking. <laughs> At the rose ceremony, it was so awkward because they were trying to figure out where Susie was. They didn't know right. what was going on. Um, I did say Clayton's jacket made me laugh out loud going back to that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of that too. Yeah, and so he felt responsible and owes it to them to tell them everything. Together. Together. <laughs> okay, like... Uh how and why would you think that's a good idea? Well, I do not know. He just, yeah. And has he ever answered that? Have we heard an answer to that? No. In this, regarding this rose ceremony? I don't think so. I didn't hear anything. I don't know. But he decides he has to be 100% transparent. He has to just tell everyone. And speaking of being transparent, I thought it was very uh, bold of him, maybe out of line to announce that he had slept with both of them. I don't normally that's something that's kept private and we don't discuss it. You might think someone did, you might think someone else did, but I thought that was kind of a little slightly obnoxious that he announces to them that he slept with both of them. Now, maybe they told each other, maybe not. I don't think so. But not only them, all of us and like Rachel's parents and the whole world. Now, I don't I don't think they agreed to have that be publicized. Like yeah, that. that was my thought too. It's like one thing for him to try and get it off his chest and tell them, but it's another thing to tell the world. And it's their right. private. I mean, this is what this part of the show is about, right? The fantasy suites are cameras off. Nobody needs to know anything. It's all just happening. And like, mm -hmm. it's between the two of you. And that's how it's always been. I mean, other than, you know, one or two people maybe right. announcing it. And so... I was really disappointed in the way that that went down. I thought it was super disrespectful. Oh, ridiculous. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Maybe that's just me. I mean, I'm, you know. I don't think so. I think that was pretty universally hated that moment. Oh I mean, gosh. but like, what did he think he was going to accomplish? I understand you want to be open, but come on in a group. I don't know. And then he goes and uh, follows them and talks to each of them and convinces Gabby to come back and take a rose. It's crazy. That was the thing. So he worked so hard. First, Gabby leaves. He should have just let her go. But the look on Rachel's face when she was like, hold on, I'm like here by default. She was I, not I happy be about chosen. that. No, you don't want to be the For one sure. that's just standing in the end because everyone else left him. Right, right. You want him to pick you. And she expressed that, you know. Can't blame her. 
She yeah. had some great facial expressions. Uh, yeah, she did. <laughs> but I was really actually surprised that Gabby came back. Right. Um, you know, listen, he convinced her, like, let's make this work. I want, you know, he was very convincing in the moment. And there's no reason. And they said this in their interviews later. There's no reason that they wouldn't think it was them in the end. And if I were either of them, I would have felt the same way. Right. You he know? told Rachel, I haven't told anyone I love them in six years. You, you know, and then he tells her that he loves her. You can't help but feel you're special. Absolutely. You're the one and only. You're going to win. And I remember when she came back to the hotel where the three of them were staying and she said, I'm sorry, guys, or whatever. Yeah. She said something like that. I really think she was saying, I'm sorry, I've won. <laughs> I think so. She, I mean, thought, she thought that. They all did. And if I were in that position, I would have too. Like, to his credit and discredit at the same time, he did a good job of being in the moment and feeling what he was feeling expressing what he was feeling and doing the actions that he felt were right in that moment. But I think he really believed it. I don't think he was trying to be malicious or hurt anybody. I actually think in his own mind, one, he doesn't know what love means or how to like divide that up from lust mm -hmm. or just mm -hmm. being in the moment, vacation mode or whatever that could be. So I don't think he had bad intentions and was like, because even Rachel asked him later, did you sleep with, did you tell me you love me just so you could sleep right, with right. me? And then she said she didn't believe him, but I actually did believe him. Did you? I, I believed him. I think he doesn't know what love means. Right. So he was just, I think he even has admitted that he didn't understand what he admitted that to Susie. He did. Yeah. So I don't think he knew what he was doing. I don't think he said it just to sleep with her, but I could see why she would think that. hundred percent. But he when he's standing there and the sobbing is going on and on, like he must've just, I, I don't know how. He couldn't have just felt absolutely horrible and realized this is not going to work. But yet talks them both into coming back. And can I just point out the one hilarious thing? I thought was Rachel was wiping her eyes with a napkin. Oh, and I heard someone today say, was that like from Wendy's? I was thinking that too, like sponsored by Starbucks. <laughs> they showed the logo no on there. No one there had a tissue. Did they have a tissue? So that was I know. It was I, so sad. He so just sad. didn't seem like he had emotion like i couldn't figure out what his emotions were and i think someone said it later maybe both of them like this was a very selfish journey for you was he feeling for them at all or was he just in his own head going okay what do i do now do i i mean i love them do i really love them do i love susie the most still should i salvage this like what was he doing in his head i don't who knows who knows i know that's that a good was question really strange so it was a very long and very emotional um, rose ceremony, a lot of crying, a lot of talking it through, you know, and Gabby said to him, how do you weigh your words? And then the potential of me going home, how do you back that up? Like there was just a lot. And he said, ultimately, whoever I pick, I love the most. Oh my God. If I hear that sentence yeah. one more time, I love the most. whoever I love the most. But then he hands, uh, he gives a rose to Rachel who seems happy and hugs him. And then he gives the rose to Gabby. We accept this rose. And she says, yes. And just takes it, walks away. She looked perturbed, even I though mean, she took it. I could you not be? That was yeah. horrible. I mean, really, that is the what not to do in any show or relationship. And so, yeah, he convinced them. I want to take it day by day. My family's here. And can you trust me? And so they did. So he goes to see his family. They're excited to see him and they want to see if he's happy. And then he's telling them he's in a bad spot. You know, he fell in love with three women and then told him the story. So your dad's like, you know, you have to understand their perspective. They don't want to be second or third, right? You well, have to they were way position. more astute than he was. Yeah. 
Well, that's for sure. I thought it was so awkward that he was talking to his parents and they were just having conversation. He's like, well, Gabby's here now and I'm going to get her. Like, right. how abrupt for the parents to have to like shift gears and be like, you just completely screwed over these women. And now we have to meet them and be all happy. And like, there's no, maybe they had time prepare, to prepare, but it seemed like at the moment they didn't. And I like that they actually asked the girls about that. Uh, they said, I think it was the mom, because Gabby was so sweet. She walked in and said she's grateful to be there, and they were so warm, mm -hmm. and it felt like mm -hmm. home. And the mom was crying. She's like, Gabby, I feel like I waited my whole life. If you're the one, I'd be so happy. And then she pulled her aside and said, Clayton told us what happened. What made you decide to stay? Mm -hmm. Which I thought was a really great question and fair, right? Yeah. Nice that she acknowledged it. And I so agree. she said she was falling in love with him. In that moment, she couldn't give up a man like that without seeing it through. And she hadn't met anybody as genuine and open-hearted and meeting the family. It all makes so much sense. So it was like really nice. She still I believed mean, that she was the one correct. at the time. You're right. Yeah. It was sad because it, and I would say both of those dates with his family felt real and natural. And as if nothing, all this drama didn't happen, even though they kind of acknowledged it. I think the girls seemed as happy to be there as they would have if they didn't just go through that whole disaster of a rose ceremony. Maybe they're really good actresses. <laughs> that, that could be. I don't know. Because even when she was leaving, you know, there was the whole, I'll miss you. I'll miss you more. And then yeah. she said she's more than read, more ready than ever to be with him. I was like, ooh, it's heartbreaking. And then somebody was like yawning in the audience. Which I thought was funny because they were showing the audience. I'm like, come on, y'all. So then the Rachel, she actually acknowledged, you know, she said, I'm excited to meet the family, but I'm still really hurt. They had to both be. How could you not be? What a crazy setup. I thought the times with the parents were nice. I mean, nothing super unique, um, but they just felt very natural and happy. And, you know, the family said, I can see you with both of them, but you have to figure out internally. And he said his heart is screaming louder and louder and he can't shut off what his head is telling him. He's still thinking about Susie. Yes. He regrets how things went down and he'd love to see her again. He tells the parents that they had to have been floored when he said that. Yeah. After, wait, we just met these two lovely women and... Like, what do you do? Was he thinking about them the whole time? Yeah, because the dad said, you're grasping at straws. Like, it's she's over. done and gone. Right. Yeah, that's it. They were very rational parents. I agree. I liked them a lot. Yeah, but he says she is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of girl. Dad is dubious that she's going to get a second chance, though. But lo and behold. I mean, who could have predicted that? And then, of course, Jesse just happens to walk in. Right? It's like his heart's telling him to go after Susie. Oh, there's, well, hello, Jesse. There's not even a knock or anything. He I know, just, he walks, just in. walked in. I'm like, okay, come on. So, um, so Jesse told him Susie's still in Iceland, and you'll know after tomorrow how this whole thing ends. Then we had bad, like there was sort of going back and forth between the live show and the recorded show, and they had a bunch of Bachelor alums on mm -hmm. over the course of time they had caitlin and cassie and rodney and michelle and nick and claire oh, right claire right looked amazing she looked amazing i was like okay i'm not a big claire fan i mean she's fine but it was interesting to get all their perspectives and i have to say all i kept thinking was like rodney should be in the seat right now he should be the bachelor right now why you know this is the problem like clayton has never been through this whole process and that is heartbroken really you know like right. he didn't get to the final three he doesn't get it so I thought there was good perspective. I think they sort of all agreed, like he was living in the moment. It was interesting to hear what they had to say, but I wanted to get back to the show. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, we actually could have done this in one night had we not had all of, I mean, some of the live stuff on the second night was helpful. Yeah. Okay. So 
Jesse says, I'm going to give you some information that's going to change everything. Susie's still in Iceland. So then he goes to, Jesse goes to Susie's hotel room and says, I mean, Clayton is here and he would love to talk to you. Clayton says to his parents, she's a once in a lifetime kind of girl. The dad is kind of skeptical. Susie shows up at the Airbnb where the parents are staying. That was the weirdest thing. He comes in and it was like, they were so happy to see her and like, oh, can we take your coat? Do you want to sit down? I was like, after all that, do you think she wants to just hang out with you and have a chat? I'm sure they had no idea what to say. They were just trying to be polite. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But he, she says, I'd like to go outside and talk to you for a minute, Clayton. And she says to him, you're a good human. Um, I was really shocked by how everything ended. Remember, they yep. had that horrible ending and Clayton was so kind of rude and says, I'm done. Get in the car. We're done. Susie said, the way you treated me, that's when my mentality changed. It was humiliating. You were shooing me out. How could you treat me like this? Clayton says, I'm sorry. I didn't mean the things that I said. Now, I don't know how you read that, but that is the worst sense. <laughs> he, I didn't mean the things that I said, or I'm sorry you feel that way. I didn't mean the things that you said. He should have said, I didn't mean, I'm sorry that you felt the way that you felt. He's not acknowledging that at all. But anyway, is there any way you can give me a second chance? I love you and I don't want to lose you. Susie says she can't make a decision right now. She needs time, time to think. And yeah. she leaves. I mean, good for her for going to talk to him. I, You could tell she's not that into him at that point. That's what it seemed like to me. But then I think he was like, I can't move forward with these other women. Right. I just can't. So then he goes to their hotel. He's like, I've made the decision. Right. <laughs> he right. goes to their hotel. Right. He says, Gabby and Rachel did nothing wrong. I owe it to them to tell them everything and ultimately break up with them, which was actually one of the only smart things I can recall Clayton doing. And I, I mean, if you're going to give your all to Susie and try to make it work out, at minimum, you got to get rid of the other women. So. Susie could never have taken him seriously if he hadn't done that. No, I agree. Like if he was just seeing who would be still standing at the end as a backup. But come on, execution, you get a zero out of ten. Yes. What are you doing? So he goes to the hotel to tell them and breaks up with them together. Insanity. Together. Yes. I was who very does upset. That? Only Clayton. <laughs> I mean, I mean, unless, well. I don't know why he did that. Did the producers tell him you got to do this all in one shot? He was interviewed about this and he said, you know, or maybe somebody else said they lean on, he, you know, they were leaning on each other so much throughout the process. I thought maybe that they would have additional support if they were together. Was thinking back to the rose ceremony when they were, which clearly went on for hours and hours yeah. and hours and they were very tight. And so he says that's what he was thinking. Have some respect for them as people. And they both said this. To to have to say each relationship is unique and special and then go and just like group break up with them. He seemed very dismissive of them and their feelings. And he was just sort of like, I got to get rid of them so I can move on. It was so poorly handled. I can't even it was horrible. He did say, though, finally, he realized it's not possible for me to be in love with three women, like I said. I, you know, I said I was, and I realized that's not possible. My heart is no longer here. It's with Susie. So at least he went for Sure. But I thought his conversation with Gabby, she was great. I thought she really had a number of good points and really right. sort of laid it out for him. 
The one thing I was questioning that she said was, I felt like it, it was a competition and you were pitting us against each other. I don't know why she said that either. It is a competition. Like, I'm sorry. It's still The Bachelor. Yes, you have these feelings. And I don't think he was pitting them against each other. I, I think either. he was, re like, exploring their relationships. I don't know why she said that either. I thought that was kind of strange. But I did like when she said, I can't believe anything you say, not one thing. <laughs> right. I mean, how could you? Because here he is. And she said something like this, like, I was ready to go. Right. And you convinced me to come back. You know, she said that was my decision, but now it's your decision. So it's easier for you. That's what she, exactly. she was implying. It was when she put it that way, I thought this is really horrible. Yeah, I agree. And she said, you know, when you say you love someone, you assume responsibility for to care for them and to protect them. And there was this whole thing. And so I think what she said hit home. My favorite part of that session was when um, he was like, you know, can I walk you out or whatever he said? And she was like, oh, no, like the face <laughs> she made, made my entire season. Right before it. that was my, that was an excellent line. But my favorite line was at some point he says, you know, I love, I still love you. And Gabby said, you sound actually ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then she blasts him for not telling them that, um, telling them separately before the rose ceremony. And now you do the same fucking thing to us. Yeah. I mean, didn't he learn after the first one? Like, did he think no, that went well? He thought that was the way to go. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, it's so crazy. embarrassing. It's crazy. so embarrassing. So. Uh, so then they cut to the live show and Gabby comes out looking amazing. Gorgeous. I didn't know how tall she was. I didn't either. Like, I saw a picture of her. I mean, I knew Rachel was short, but I'm like, I have no now like height perspective. Right. She was tall. Yeah. She looked beautiful. And I loved that moment with her grandpa oh yeah i couldn't he i was, was crying so i was literally crying i was, was too you could see like that's my strong girl you know i know it was really heartwarming i'm kind of getting teary <laughs> just thinking of it Don't right cry, Susan. anyway gabby understands she tells jesse she understands that the man she loved didn't exist with the information that i had and the person that was being given to me in the moment that is the person that i loved looking back i didn't know everything which clearly was she didn't know that he loved Susie the most right I mean how could you right you only see your own journey but I thought she was beautifully articulate with him and you know repeated a lot of the same themes but I thought it was helpful you yes. know he of course was like I'm sorry you know like the oh when his when apology he came out when mm -hmm. he came out yes apology. it was like the <sighs> he was repeating all the same things over and over listen those are the right things to say like I've learned a lot I made a lot of bad decisions walking it you know watching it back you know, I could see blah, blah, blah. I, it, he got it. He um, said, I feel the pain that I caused. I had no malicious intent. Well, I don't think he had malicious intent. I really but, don't. I really But I don't. just didn't go about it the right way. Definitely. Um, he did not go about it. The right I mean, way. come on. It's like 101 on what not to do. My favorite part of this is Jesse was like, will, you know, Clayton find love? I still don't know. Oh, I was ready to smack him. I was so really <laughs> annoyed about that. I'm like, why are you saying that when you absolutely know they've been together for four months? Like, you know, she's hiding in the back and like ready to come out. I found that annoying and disingenuous. I agree. Yeah. So we cut to Rachel. This was the saddest, most heartbreaking scene in the whole thing for me, Rachel. You couldn't help but be moved by it. She was so real. I mean, I don't care if she's a great actress. Oh, she's it, so she real. really was very, very upset. It was really hard to watch. And she was calling him out, you know, like, you know, for saying she said, you told me you were willing to fight for this. And I believed you. 
which I think she really, really did. How could you not? She said, I promise you when you look back on this, you will regret it. This is going, oh no, this will haunt you. Yeah. The fact that you let me go. She really, and, and I think we all sort of thought that. They that she was She was going to be engaged with Tim at the end. I agree. And she talked about how in love she was. And like when they were screaming from the roof, she's like, she wanted everybody to feel that love that she was feeling because it was so real and so exciting and you know right. he told everybody you know i haven't told anybody i've loved them for six years how could you not Except think it's real you. right exactly <laughs> she said you gave up on us and i never gave up and then in the car she actually said he didn't even cry he didn't even fight at all i know that was really oh, hard and even like before she got in like when you put me in this car today i'm not gonna stop loving you oh there was that and she just kept going on about like are you really gonna put me in this car right now i think she was so blindsided it really seemed like a real breakup of a real couple i yeah, can imagine I seeing that and saying I i'm not gonna stop loving you i'm this is not gonna be the end of it and she really was in love with him yeah it was really sad and then they cut to her live you know right. she was but it was interesting. She said, you know, getting emotional, but not because she has lingering feelings because, but because she felt so blindsided, she was robbed the opportunity to stand up for herself because she was basically begging him not to put her in the car or she was so in the moment. Like, how can I fight for this? That was really hard was to horrible. watch. Before Clayton came out, she said to see complete disrespect to both me and Gabby in the sense that he couldn't even break up with us separately. Yep. Oh, he's never going to live that. Down. Yeah. But then he came out and uh, she said, which I really like that she said this. She said that none of these emotions are for you or about you. It has nothing to do with lingering feelings because I could see thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder if she still likes him because she was so upset. I mean, you can't just fall. I mean, think about reflecting on one, you're so blindsided Two. Their journey was beautiful. Like I, I loved so many of the moments between the two of them and how he was so supportive of her being a pilot and how he would move anywhere for her. And like, it was real. Like, I, I don't know. I thought it was real. And so how could it you not reflect back real. on those moments and get emotional and still feel that kind of love? I mean, granted, he screwed the pooch or whatever, <laughs> but no, it's like, you don't just drop that in a day. Well, she said, I became collateral damage in your journey for love. Yeah. Completely selfish journey. There was no empathy for me or Gabby. You told us you wanted to give us transparency, but you left out the most important things. Yes. That you oh, love that tore me apart. He showed no emotion. Like he was very stone cold. I feel like through the whole thing, like where were the real tears? You know, yes, you're conflicted. But like, do you have any empathy for these women? You say you do, but like, I didn't feel it from him. Mm -hmm. in the way I wanted to. Like, I think he meant to be genuine. It's just, I don't know. I feel like he was a little bit scripted and a little colder than I wanted him to be. He was trying, but I just didn't. He was trying. It. I think that producers would say do X and he would do X and do Y. He just did what he was told. And he really didn't even know how to converse with these ladies. He would get like a list of things he could say. Right, like here's your talking points. Get <laughs> yes. through your list of talking points. And then he would repeat them for multiple conversations. The same talking points. Or like that how many with other her. things could you say, right? Like maybe there just isn't enough like <laughs> diversity in what you could say in those moments. Well, maybe you're right. what he yes. did say. But I did love her dad. You know, I think uh, Jesse sort of saying like, hey, you know, Tony would love to hear from you. Do you have anything to say? It's like, I have plenty of things to say, but my wife said not to say anything until it was something good. And she was like, I didn't say that. I don't have anything good to say. He's like, shh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my so gosh. Cute. There's got to be. I mean, 
listen, it's hard to watch her go through that. But as a parent, watching your kid get their heart broken like that. I can't even imagine. I can't. On national Right. It's like by a Claude. Tell you about by a Claude, right? Um, it's one thing if they tell you about it, but to actually have to like watch it. And it's so humiliating the way that he did it. So humiliating. But oh my I gosh know. but we're done with they them have great, I know, they have great opportunities <laughs> all right ahead. so they go back to they go back to iceland and we see okay this just disturbed me greatly we see clayton looking at a engagement ring yes what really what I'm well like, so when he was interviewed about this he said i just wanted to be there with it so she could see how serious i am about it so i don't know that he expected to get engaged i mean it would have been a lovely surprise Oh, I think this is when Jesse gives Susie the letter. Gives her a letter that Clayton had written. Correct. So and he, yeah, he says, you know, I'm nothing without you. Nice. Listen, I think every word he said he meant. He truly is in love with her. So, you know, he said all the decisions he made, he was following his heart and do what he thought. Oh, here was my favorite sentence. I guess this was the end. He said, if you'd be willing to meet me, I'd be patiently waiting for you in the countryside. Yeah, I saw that. Is this like Jane Austen? And also like, how are you going to find me? (laughs) I think Iceland's bigger than you think, Clayton. I think so too. But she she finds him. She finds him. (laughs) She looked so pretty, but she wore a white dress with like a white fur thing. I'm like, hmm. I mean, I guess that's probably the dress she wore for the, you know, final rose ceremony. If she was going to be there. I think she thought if she got engaged, that was going to be the dress. I know, but but they didn't. Yeah, but um, he said he knew she would come um, because it wouldn't be like her not to. Like right. In one of the interviews, he talked about that. And he said to her, um, I want you to know if you ever question how serious that I am, serious that I am. And he pulls out the ring box, which I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. please tell me you're not going to do this. Um, he said, I am this serious about it. Yeah. So, um, which is nice he wants to grow have a family to go through all the stages of life together if you just give me a chance and she says no way <laughs> right she was basically like i can't you are this incredible person she says i yeah. still believe it and there's no doubt about our connection the love that i have for you in my heart it's so real i actually thought this was bullshit but now looking back maybe it was real. maybe it wasn't um, and I know that you have it too, but I've made that when she said, but yeah, I was like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. I know but I've made the decision to leave Iceland alone. It doesn't take away everything we've had and the love, you know, I didn't yeah. really feel in my heart for you. I think like, yeah, but, this was what, yeah. A lot of likes. This was when she said, I'm your person and I don't think you're mine. Right. Um, but I feel it, like it's over. Right. She's well, he, he said, do you feel like it's over? Like mm-hmm. she said, yeah, it's over. And so that was the end of that. And so we're like, okay, well, what, he's was the first it? one leaving alone. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and Jesse says such funny things Ugh. like that. And then going back to when Rachel, you know, had said, this is going to haunt you in that interview, Jesse turned to her and was like, or turned to Clayton and was like, so Rachel said, this is going to haunt you. Are you haunted? I was like, seriously, you said that. <laughs> Are you haunted? Uh... No, he's not. He's not. Right. Obviously not. So cut to the next scene. Like Jesse's got Clayton on the couch. Right. And they're talking and Clayton looks so somber. Oh, and he looks sad. like he is going to jump off a cliff. Honestly, I was worried about him. Yeah, no, it's really depressing. And then they're basically like, well, the journey's not over yet. There's someone that reached, reached out. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was your, what was your first thought? Like 
Did you think it was going to be Susie or did you no, think be, be I did not think it was going to be Susie. And I can't remember the exact verbiage that Jesse used, but it made it sound like it was going to be a huge surprise. Yes, exactly. Right. And that and, nobody knew. Yeah, you were never going to believe it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, then it's not Susie. It's not Gabby. It's not Rachel. Exactly. Like, I'm like, Kira? Right. Because uh, like, she Sinead? said she'd want to be with him. I like Sinead. Do they deserve each other? Right. I don't know. I was really curious, like, maybe like Teddy or someone like that. Yeah. Like, that he might have reconnected with. Right. They had a lovely connection. I also didn't think it was Susie. I was surprised. Yeah. I was. And so if she comes out, they're very happy. So like we talked about before, they've been together for four months, like right after they left Iceland, they started connecting again. And they seem really happy. Like I couldn't not be happy for them at the end of it. And he's moving to Virginia Beach immediately. Yeah, well, I to like to see her. that he's going, he quit his job. Good. She has a good job. He's going out there. I like to see that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So they seem committed. We'll see if it lasts. What are the odds you give them? Well, I was talking to some ladies today and I said six months and they said, no, three months. But three now months. that I realize they've been together for four months, that's already oh, yeah. beyond the three months. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll all be wrong. Maybe they won't last forever. I mean, I hope they do. I think they're cute together. They seem really happy, but who knows, you know, but it's nice that they've actually had four months out of the spotlight. I'm curious how they've been able to pull that off. Cause usually, you know, when there's right. the winner, they have all these planned outings was the bachelor staff aware that this was going on or was it all happening behind the scenes? you know what i mean because they always plan those rendezvous points for them right and there were no spoilers you know that was the other thing they kept saying no one knows what's going to happen well somebody knows well well, they're together for four months that's the thing i felt very deceived it is not a surprise to a lot of people i assumed whatever it was that he was going to ask somebody to start dating him again in the in the after the final rose right it's like surprise we've been together for four months so we just all right see. so moving on to the most exciting part of the whole show at least it was for me who's the next bachelorette there was a lot of speculation on this one yeah. you know i think people thought maybe serene and i think a lot of people of course thought gabby i'm really happy for the two of them so it's rachel and gabby i could not be more thrilled same. I think there's a lot of controversy about this because you've got two women who are going to be there for the whole season. They've been competing for the same guy. Are the Bachelor producers going to set it up and make a lot of drama about them competing for the same guy? I'm hoping. Um, I watched Joe Millionaire and they mm-hmm. had two guys mm-hmm. and a bunch of girls. And I loved watching the bromance as much as I did the romance. Well, and I'm hoping it'll be a similar dynamic. Supposedly, that is the case. Mike Fleiss came out today or yesterday and said, we're not going to pit them against each other. They're not, they're not, there's not going to be manufactured drama between the two of them. Okay. Well, he lies at every yes, turn. That so is we'll true. But they have had two bachelorettes before in Australia. So they have like a model. That oh, they, they do. Follow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really loved Joe Millionaire. And I was like, we've been saying this all season or maybe the last two seasons. It's time to switch up the format. I was going to say, about Lisa, you pin the nail on the head. You've been saying that this whole podcast, this, this, whatever the formula they have has got to be changed. Yeah. It's the ratings are going down. People aren't interested in shrimp gate crap anymore. Oh my and I thought yes. when I first heard that, I thought Lisa was absolutely right. We are going to get a change. We still have Jesse. Yeah, we still have Jesse. That's fine. The thing, yeah, Jesse's fine when he's scripted. He's not so great 
and brings to. Right. He looks like a deer in and headlights. And he's going to be the host. He's already announced. Yeah. So well, July 11th, I think, is the yes. premiere date for that. And then we're hoping to get Bachelor in Paradise again. I know. I can't wait. Okay. But I have a question for you. Sure. Tell me what you think, because I don't really know the answer to this. Did Gabby and Rachel know it was going to be the two of them as the Bachelorettes? Or did they even know either of them? I don't I don't know, but I could see neither. They they were so excited. I think that they didn't know. They really? Knew, you think I think it's a pre- no way because they have to sign on for that. I think they knew. Okay, this is what I learned. You can sign a contract and you can be optioned. Like you're like there. We've heard stories of people that I forget her like name. Like Blake Horseman said he yes signed on. he signed, but then he was never picked. Like you signed some kind of contract. I think that they were sitting there. They knew they were options, but they didn't know which one. And they definitely did not know it was going to be the two of them. They were so genuinely excited. Oh, interesting. I I don't don't know. know. I don't know the answer to that, actually. I never thought about it. I just assumed that they knew before and they were just excited to have it out into the world. I adore Maybe, Maybe. the two of them together. They're just so supportive and what a deep friendship they've created given the you know, (laughs) (laughs) that was inflicted on them this season. So, all right. Well, that is a wrap for our podcast this season. It's been so much fun um, talking about all this to your point. I'm so happy to be done with Shrimpgate wishing (laughs) Susie and Clayton the best. We finally didn't call him Colton. Um, (laughs) Now that we're done with him, we've learned his name. I know. Please don't have another similar name for the next bachelor. Hopefully it's Rodney. (laughs) That's a whole other Creighton. Oh my gosh. Please no. Um, Thank you everybody so much for listening. We appreciate it. We will be back next season, which will be the Bachelorette July 11th. But in the meantime, you can keep an eye out for some of our posts on Instagram at final underscore rose underscore tonight. And always send us any feedback. We've heard from some of you that you're looking for more shows and us to expand our repertoire. So I uh, would love to get feedback on that. So thank you so much, everyone, and enjoy your spring. Bye.